Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 51 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post game of RB Salzburg versus Inter, which finishes 1-0 to the visitors. Uh, a Lautaro Martinez penalty in the 85th minute at the Red Bull Arena. Three points for Inter secured, who go to 10 points in the group uh, and secure qualification into the round of 16. So uh, mission, mission uh, secured here. We are tied uh, with Sociedad at the top of the group, with, who also are on 10 points. And beat Benfica today. Um, we'll talk a little bit about about those folks as well. But before we jump into it, as always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. And Johnny, given the context of the game, Sociedad played at 12.45 and smoked Benfica, who have just been one of the most disappointing teams uh, in the UCL this season, just absolutely not helping us out at all. It was important to get the three points today. Overall, um, only a one nothing win. It was an away game. How are you feeling right now about the squad as we secure that round of 16 uh, place? Definitely feeling good. You know, when you're able to secure round of 16, um, that's huge. Obviously, that's more money for the club. We also guaranteed our place in the 2025 uh, Club World Cup, which, you know, for us... Uh, Interisti in the States, that's huge. We get to see, you know, the boys come over for a little summer tournament. So that'll definitely be exciting for us. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, listen, given the, given the amount of changes he made to the starting 11, and by he, I mean, you know, obviously Inzaghi, uh, to be able to play that game with such maturity and even some of the, the guys that, that started that aren't used to it showing up and performing well, uh, I'm actually very happy with the, the result. You know, you can make an argument that maybe it could have been more. You could also, you know, make an argument for for Hakan deserving a red and, and some other stuff. But you know what? I mean, although I, I do feel like we got away with one there, um, it's it's nice to have one thing go our way for once this season. Um, but yeah, ultimately happy with the three points, happy with the way the guys performed, you know, another clean sheet on their belt and um, excited to see where who we can potentially get in the round of 16. Yeah, and there's a couple things that you mentioned there that I think are really important for us to um, to discuss a little bit more. The first is financially. So you mentioned the Club World Cup qualification as well as the qualification into the round of 16. So this game alone um, leads to potentially 27.5 million euros in Inter's coffers uh, considering qualification to the round of 16 a two and a half million dollar uh, boost for winning a game in the Champions League, two and a half million euros, sorry, boost for winning a game in the Champions League and then also securing that spot in the Club World Cup. So as much as um, it's important for us to progress with two rounds to go, it also provides a little bit of cash in the coffers for a team that I think for as long as Suning owns this club will always gladly uh, take any <laughs> any money that they can get. The second thing you mentioned was the lineup changes and the rotation, which when we talk about Inter this year, we talk a lot about the slow starts. 
I, I think that that rotation definitely led to that first half being uncharacteristic uh, in terms of just how many opportunities. It's not like Salzburg was getting clear-cut chances, but they were the more proactive side for a lot in that first half. DiMarco sits, Barella sits, Lautaro sits, and Bisek gets his uh, his first start uh, pushing Darmian out to the right wing back, which means Dumfries sits. Did you were you at all disheartened with that first half performance, expecting you know all of that rotation, expecting those guys to gel a little bit, or are you more on the side of like, okay, these guys haven't played together, Bisek has barely played at all this year, and we can sort of you know chalk it up to. 45 minutes of a lot of guys playing uh, when they typically don't from the start. Yeah, that's that's how I'm looking at it. You know, I wasn't too upset. I mean, I, I did see a lot of people were not too happy with the, the start. And it's understandable. I, I get that. But a lot of those guys just don't get an opportunity to play. And we also saw that Inzaghi liked to lean on Mkhitaryan once again, who I thought had an abysmal performance, in my opinion, in that first half. I mean, I don't. I didn't like what I saw from Fratesi, but I, I just I don't understand what Mkhitaryan does to continuously deserve a starting role in this in this eleven. I, it, it makes no sense to me. Um, but you know what? I mean, it is what it is. Uh, for whatever reason, Stefano Sensi and and, and Davy Klassen just don't don't get a chance to play. Uh, maybe not start, but I mean, even just have appearances. So it's a. Uh, it's just a thing where, yeah, if you're if you're not getting minutes, it's hard to get into a groove. It's it's the same thing with like, with in a, even in other sports, if you're not getting regular appearances, it's hard to to start a hot streak if you're just not even really playing much. So, it's um, it's something I wish that we would do better in terms of rotation and even getting some guys minutes late in games, um, to be able to just get you know their foot under, their feet underneath them, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking too much into this or thinking that it was a disappointing performance. I mean, I think if anything, it was more of a disappointing performance from regular players that more so than the guys who were rotated in. Yeah, let's talk about Fratesi a little bit because the these two legs against Salzburg, we've started with Chala, Mickey, and Fratesi from from the get go. I'm beginning to get the sense that Fratesi's effectiveness right now, like in the appearances for Inter that we've seen him at his best, that his effectiveness comes from coming onto the game uh, in the second half, maybe against tired legs or, you know, maybe when we need to be a little bit more direct. He's been more effective in that role than from the starting, um, the starting 11. And, you know, also considering the question of like, wanting him to take Mkhitaryan's spot and be in that starting 11 with Barella and Chala, are you feeling uneasy about Fratesi being a starter in this team and that we're more likely to roll with Mkhitaryan and, and Barella if it if it comes down to like picking Inzaghi picking his best 11? Definitely uneasy uh, with him being in the starting 11. I don't think... And I mean, look, I... I voiced this over the summer that I wasn't too thrilled with his passing and his lack of creating opportunities for his teammates. You know, zero assists last year. I think he had only four, four like potential assists that didn't turn into assists. 
um, in the whole season. Whereas the guy that I really wanted over the summer, Lazar Samarcic, had six potential assists at the Inter goals with less games played. And not to mention, he already had assists under his belt. I think he's more of a player, of a playmaker, um, who would have fit our team more so than Fratesi. It's not that I don't like Fratesi. I just, there's qualities to his game that are extremely good, especially getting into the final third of the pitch and, and being able to, to get on the end of a cross and, and score goals. Um, but your midfielders need to be able to drive play forward. And he's not that kind of midfielder, um, which is which was my my one serious concern. And we're seeing it. You know, I was hoping that playing alongside guys like Barella, Hakan, he would maybe learn from them and, and learn how to read the game, learn how to to make a, you know, a, a decent pass to, to, you know, get his uh, his forwards to to start moving in the right direction and, and maybe lead to goals. But it, it just doesn't seem to be a part of his game. And that's fine. Um, you know, not everybody's going to do everything great, although you would expect a midfielder to be able to, to play the ball. Um, and even his read, you know, sometimes he like when, when he where, where he moves in the space and where he comes near to other midfielders who have the ball. It's like one, you're either right on top of them or two, you're too far away for them to even really do get anything to you. So, you know, maybe that's why Inter is looking at Colpani from from Monza, because he is a little bit more of a, a complete midfielder in the sense he can a score creator. like like yeah but like like Fratesi he can score and he could also create goals um which I don't think is an indictment on on Fratesi I just think it shows his limitations and it's not that uh like, he's not interquality I just think that he has things to that he has to learn and and, and work on in his game um but yeah, I, I I guess this is why we're going to continue to see Mkhitaryan starting like you like you brought up, and it's because he just doesn't have those those things uh, in his uh, tool belt. Yeah, I agree with you that it's not an indictment to say that Fratesi is not a complete midfielder at this point in his career. If you look at where his game does not translate very well, it's in the middle third of the park. Like when we have the ball and you know it's time to build up. He doesn't have the same kind of uh, propensity on the ball that Barella does where he can you know, really create from deep. He does need to be in space and he does need to be attacking channels um, much better when we are on the counterattack um, as opposed to when we have possession and, and we're building up. All of that is also to say that like Hakan was not a complete midfielder until he got the coaching he learned the position and now he's easily one of the best midfielders in Europe um a complete midfielder that can do it all can contribute offensively and also um you know has really changed his game in the defensive phase it's important to remember the kid is is 24 years old um Barella was further along in his development at that age but he also came to Inter uh when he was younger um and, you know, Fratez has been at Sassuolo. So these are, you know, this is a big club. This this is a different way of uh, playing and imposing your game. And I think I, I have not been impressed with the midfield as a whole whenever it's it's Fratezi there from the start. So something to keep an eye on um, for Interisti, you know, moving forward. I do ultimately think that 
Inzaghi believes that his best midfield three is Hakan, Mickey, and Barella, and the the play is also indicating that that's the case. But it doesn't take away from the problem that is Miki Darien being the weak link for sure. I think Salzburg's best chance in that first half came from Mickey just giving the ball away and you know putting the defense in um in a bad spot. So he's played every game this year. He has a ton of minutes on his legs. And you mentioned also Klassen and Sensi. We have a game coming up against Frosinone. I think, you know, it, it may be time to let Mickey get a little bit of a breather um, and to see those those guys in action. And, um, you know, hopefully we can see them do something. It's also probably past time for Hakan to sit uh, for a second. He wasn't great today. But Aslani, great cameo here in the second half. And we're probably going to just bounce around this game a little bit. But... Um, Aslani came on and after the game, Inzaghi said he's been wonderful every time he's, he's put him in there. And I, I can't argue with that ex- with the exception of the first game against Sociedad, the kid has, has really, really become an important way of managing these last, uh, minutes in the game where either Hakan gets a yellow or he's exhausted. I am feeling more and more confident every time I see him step on the pitch that he's going to do something uh, important for us. He misplaced one pass. I think he was 22 out of 23 today. Dangerous shot on target. And also the ability to spray the ball into the flanks with both feet is really, really impressive. I'm really, really liking the, the development from the kid and you know, think he can continue to take up some good minutes for us uh, as the season moves, moves forward. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with you. I think Aslani had an amazing appearance today. Uh, was super lively as soon as he came on. I mean, it felt like things were more calm in the midfield when he was in there. It was a little chaotic before he he got on there. And once he made his presence, like you said, I mean, he was pinging balls all over the pitch. I mean, there was times where I was expecting him to just try to throw a pass, but he would slow it down, maintain possession, kind of really look for the smart play instead of the one that may have led to a goal, but it also could have been a risky pass that could have had numbers going the other way. So the maturity in his game, you know, look, I'm I'm going to steal uh, Lukaku's quote, you know, I like his mentality. You know, he's got the mind of a 27-year-old <laughs> or whatever cheesy thing he said there. But um, he, he's got he's he's got a lot of tools in his belt. And I know I keep using that phrase, but like he is like pretty much a complete midfielder himself. And I feel like he is finally growing into the player we thought we were getting last year. Um, and I, you know, maybe, and maybe it was a little bit of, um, you know, just learning curve going into a much bigger club, which much with much higher expectations, but they were able to shield him because they had Brozovic and Hakan. Whereas now it's, you know, Brozovic is gone and, and he has to step up and he's, he's grabbing that opportunity, you know, and, and, and running with it. So hats off to him for the maturity hats off to Inzaghi for, for trusting him more with, with opportunities like this. And, and I hope that he he continues to have this growth and maturity. And you know what? If he if he does, I mean, who knows? We could be talking about Hakan being the guy sold in the summer, and not so much, uh, you know, yep. um, somebody else that you know, whether it's Lautaro or Barella being the name. But whatever. Obviously, I'm not trying to make this a, a negative transfer space, but it's yeah. I, I'm just happy with what I'm seeing for sure from Aslani. Yeah, if last year was his redshirt year at Inter, he's um, beginning to make his his presence felt here. Just to touch on a couple more highlights of the first half, I think there were four four chances um, from 
uh, Salzburg in the first half that um, they were particularly dangerous. But to, the thing to note there is that they came from giveaways. One was from Augusto, who didn't have a great game today. And um, it's a little disappointing, too, because we've been talking about him getting more minutes. He's been great every time we've seen him. And uh, it's not too dissimilar from what we've been seeing with Fratesi, where it seems that he's most effective when he's coming into the game in the second half, as opposed to being there from the start. What do you make of uh, another player that got his chance today, Carlos, and and what he was able to do down his left flank? I think it's undeniable that defensively he's he's better than Di Marco. I think he aerially he's much, much better. He's a factor uh, in the air, as opposed to Di Marco being a non-factor. But what did you make of of the Brazilian um, getting his chance today in an away leg of uh, the Champions League? It was it wasn't his best performance, but I don't think it was truly that bad. I think outside of that one mistake, um, I thought it was a very uh, I don't want to say average because I mean that feels a little too harsh. But it was it, w- it was an okay performance. Um, you know, of course we all, we all want guys to exceed expectations and to play above their potential. Um, and we've seen glimpses again with him uh, where, where, you know, he, he could be a fantastic dribbler, finding great passing, you know, moving off the ball. Uh, it, it, it seemed to be a lacking, but again, it could have just been because of the mass amount of changes made to the starting 11, where he may have had better chemistry with other guys as opposed to who was in there now. You know, um, Alexis was a disaster. He was a guy yeah. that wasn't really moving into space either and, and kind of making... You know, thank goodness for Marcus Turan because I don't know what we would have done without without him in the first half, kind of being able to at least hold up play and 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 find pockets of space to kind of dribble himself in and out of trouble and and it's uh and I don't mean in, like you know but like into space to get out of trouble and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna look too much into what Carlos Augusto did. I I think this was an okay performance. Um, maybe bad compared to his other ones, but I, I think that there's, I see more promise in him, which I wouldn't have said at the beginning of the year, than what I'm seeing from Fratesi in, in terms of, of growing into the squad and stuff. So listen, um, this was a tough one. Salzburg's not an easy team to go up against. They had a very good game plan, which, you know what, if they had somewhat better quality in certain key areas of the pitch, this may have been a draw for all we know, you know? So, yeah, um, they're really uh, young. They're really fast. Yeah. Yeah. They're really young. They're really fast. And, um, they're really athletic. Like they're, you know, they come at you for the full 90, which I think that that's, you know, what we saw in the first half. Um, there was another player. We'll we'll get to Alexis that you mentioned him, but I do want to touch on. Don't freeze. Missed the last training session prior to this match against Salzburg for fatigue. Cuadrado still being injured. Darmian was going to take that that right wing back spot today, and it became uh, Bisum Bisek and Debray. And Inzaghi trusted the youngster in an away match uh, in the Champions League to get his uh, his debut. Only forty five minutes for him because he did get the yellow card in the first half but after soft the game in, card. a soft yellow for sure um but after the game Inzaghi said he was he was really impressed with him he did i think of our right center back options uh Pavard Darmian and Bisek Bisek is probably the most um 
most likely to put a shot on target. I know Pavard is has got their reputation, but you can see that Bisek really wants to join the team offensively. I thought he played as well as you could expect from uh from the kid. What did you make of Bisek and Bauer with uh, his first important minutes of the campaign? Look, I loved it. Uh, I was very upset that he got that yellow because, like I said, it was very harsh. It was such a soft call. The player is following through with his his cross attempt and decides to really just put his leg into Bisek, who you could see is actually studs down, trying to avoid any type of challenge, and the guy just kind of just follows through and then just collapses over him as if he was shot um, by Bisek. So... Very, uh, very upsetting. I thought he was very good on the ball. I thought he was good in his challenges. Aggressive, sure. And maybe, you know, you could make an argument for another challenge should have been in yellow. And maybe that's why he got this yellow because he let him get away with a couple. But I, I loved I loved what I saw from him. His, his running with the ball, his running up the pitch. He actually switched sides uh, with Bastoni on one opportunity and was able to deliver a beautiful pass, if I'm not mistaken, to Darmian. Um, across the field. I mean, like you said, the shot that he had. This kid, I think, could be an absolute machine. You know, who knows? Maybe you, at some point, move Pavard to the middle and you let him go on right. And I, I don't know. I mean, that could be something we could talk about in, in future years. But I, I love it. I, I really am excited about him. It's a shame that we only got to see him for 45 minutes. You know, I would have rather seen him maybe get 75, and then you bring on a guy like DeVry who's a little more mature, a little more um, obviously solid defensively to be able to see out the game. But you know what? I mean, I, I was very happy with his, his performance, and I would say out of all the guys who were substituted in today, he was the best one without, without a question. Yeah, completely agree. And I also think there's been the question of whether or not to loan him out. And if you like one injury in the back line, Pavard goes down and this kid immediately steps into the team and, and plays like a veteran. You can't load him out because he can also play that left center back position. And, you know, you're one injury away from him becoming a guy that is getting a lot of consistent minutes. So I think he needs to stay with the team. He's obviously, he is developing um, even without playing. Like you, you can still develop um at a team even if you're not playing because you're playing with you're training with guys like Pavard and Nachervi and Devray and, and Bastoni and the like. So um yeah I think he needs to stick around. Is there and a case le- Go ahead. Sorry. Go- no, I was just saying let's learn from our mistake from when we loaned out loaned out Sensi to, to Sampdoria. You know, then we had an injury and like now we're like, oh my gosh, we need Sensi back. We need Sensi back. We don't have it. Like let's I understand you want young kids to play and I completely agree. I would like him to see get more like to see him get more minutes but like you said one injury what if what if two what if Achebe pulls up because he's getting older and he looked yeah. like he picked up a little bit of a knock not not something that would keep him out but like what that could have been something serious and then and now you're stuck with nobody you know like so yeah. I think I I agree I think he's someone that we have to keep we see the potential there so I, I would much rather him learn with us than go off to like a Torino or wherever else you could think of sending him where his minutes may not even be guaranteed. So, yeah, I mean, let let's not you know let's not mess around here. Like Danilo D'Ambrosio was playing important minutes against Porto last year in a must-win uh, Champions League game. So, like, you know, I, I also think his ability to play on the left, uh, the left-hand side of the three, I would rather him be there than slotting Di Marco or even Carlos Augusto back there. So, yeah, 
good, good performance from uh, from the youngster. Uh, I was going to say earlier, is there a case to be made that Alexis is the most disappointing player for Inter this season? Hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah, you could definitely make a case for him for sure. I um, I don't think that he... It's funny how hyped up some Interisti were with him coming back and we're like, oh, he's good enough to be the third striker. Like, we, we should figure that out and, and, and get a different guy to be the fourth one. My goodness, I, I, I can't wait for Arnatovic to come back. Like, this guy is... They think, you know, he goes... And, and this is why... This is why I dislike... League own so much Uber Eats League if you re- is a better name for it because that's all it's good for. He goes over there. He scores a few goals for Marseille. Eighteen. Buddy, eighteen. Any, anybody can go to the French league and score eighteen. We made we made what's you know they they got this bum from Canada, Jonathan David. Everyone hypes up. I guarantee you, if he goes to a team like Lazio or Roma, he's not scoring more than five goals. Him, nobody, nobody who goes to the front outside of Kylian Mbappe. Nobody in France really is 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 anything special in in terms of forwards. Sure, you could find some gems in the midfield. I'm uh, listen, Enzo Lafay, we both like, but like, yeah, forward wise, they are all frauds. Openda, I'm telling you, I watched that guy's videos. He scored what was it, eighteen, nineteen goals or something? I think more actually, twenty, but twenty three or something. But half of them were on defenders who. I mean, really should be out picking corn in, in fields and, and just, you know, taking care of the land for their family. And the goalkeepers, you, me, any, anybody, you could put Nima in net, any one of us may, may have made a save as opposed to what these guys were doing. So I refuse to believe any of the stats that come from France. Bringing him back, cool, we did it on a free, so whatever. But essentially, we paid him to leave and then we brought him back on a free. So then we're basically, double, he's double dipping, really. I, I, oof, oof, it's, it's not looking good. It is not look. He's not, he's not looking good. He's not good enough to really be playing for us. And the way he was easily getting knocked off the ball, yeah, by guys that I'm honestly, I mean, outside of Pavlovic, who like I, I thought was a strong center back even before, like he we we were going up against Salzburg. I I've seen him play. I don't know anybody else on that defense, and they were just muscling him off the ball, and it was driving me insane just how easily he was getting knocked off. And it, it brought me flashbacks to the Milan Derby where he got knocked off the ball in the middle of the pitch, and it led to the goal that inevitably won them the, the, the derby. So, yeah, not a not a fan. Not a fan of him. And you know what? I, I'll say, yeah, he is, he is the worst player so far this season. Say what you yeah. will about Barella. People may want to throw his hat in the ring because he's had a down year. But no just way. look at the ball he played to Lautaro today. That Lauti could have made it 2-0. That was such a perfect pass. I wish he actually... He had time and space, too. I yeah, wish he would have Take not, an extra touch. Take an extra touch and then fire it on net. Like, he didn't have to be that quick with it, but whatever. I'll give Lauti a pass for the season he's having. He's been incredible. But Barella's like, you can't even put... like Alexis is like 15 notches above Barella in terms of worst player so far this year. Yeah, the two things that I'll say for uh, Sanchez is one, he's starting to, he's not starting. He looks his age. Like he looks like an older striker, but it's magnified or compounded by the fact that his game is the game of a much younger striker. 
he he plays differently than any of the other strikers we have and i don't think that that's a good thing at this point like he doesn't fit the system his style of play is not it's not effective uh for us and i think Arnautovic, good to have have him back. I, I was I'm really excited that he came back in because I I really like the player. But um, yeah, it, I don't know if we'll have money to spend in uh, in the winter transfer window. But I would love to see if we can sort of relegate Alexis to a fifth option. Um, bring you know, in anyone, Sharma, honestly. Sharma brought up a good point, and it was about another striker that Inter were rumored to be tied to. Alvaro Morata. And his game would be much better suited. The, I think the main problem that Interisti had was the price tag. I don't really... I mean, I'm sure some will also make fun of the history, player. His, his history, history with Juve. Yeah, and, and like his, his, his issues with finishing. But yeah. I do think that he would have... I think he would have fit the team pretty well. I'm not saying he would have been a perfect match. But I think he would have been a much better fit than Alexis for sure. Um, it was just that that's rumored 20, 25 million euro price tag that we were all like, no way, like no way. But um, yeah, if, if that was a guy that we somehow could have got on a free, I would much rather have seen what he could have done with this team than unfortunately what we have to try to see with uh, Alexis. Yeah, I think right now the striker department looks like it's going to be Lauti on pace for like 25-30, Turam on pace for like 10-15, and Arnatovic and Alexis on on pace for like 3-5 to five each. Whereas if you had Morata, it'd probably be 25-30 for Lautaro, 10-15 to 15 each for Morata and Turam, and you know, five or seven for Arnautovic. So, yeah, you're right that he would be a better I'm fit. Gonna, I'm going to go out on a limb, and we can go back and look at this. I'm going to say that Arnautovic, provided he stays healthy, can get at least seven. Yeah, I think that that would be really good for, for this team if we can have... Because right now, our subs when it comes to forwards are on pace for like got to be five combined (laughs) like it's not it's not good if that i mean really if if that that, but yeah so we'll see we did not see arnautovic today um returned from injury returned to the bench warmed up but we did not see arnautovic um let's talk a little bit about uh man of the match in my opinion marcus ticus turam Crushing I was it gonna say, yet again. I was going to say if we could talk about somebody before we got to him because he's right, 100% go. the man of the match. Let's talk about Jan Sommer some more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because... Great awareness. Great awareness in the first half to get onto that ball that dribbled past, somehow got its way past all of us, and he was able to pounce on it before I believe it was Simic um, yep. was able to get to it. Just like really good awareness. Again, veteran stuff from, from the Swiss. Great Sweet. awareness. I loved uh, the Swiss, the yeah. Swiss keeper. Yeah. Um, great awareness with that. Great. Uh, he had another one where there was crossed in that he knew he wouldn't be able to to catch. And he punched it with both fists, but he punched it so far out that it was almost like a goal kick. And I was like, man, this guy is awesome. He had a big save one-on-one um, with uh, Koma- Konate? Konate. Konate. I always get his name. Konate, yep. yeah. Um, 
granted, it was a weak shot right at him. But in that instance, you don't you don't give a you know fumble the ball that could have been an easy rebound and turn into a tap in. Um, he had another one that was near post that he dove and made a good save, pushed it around the corner. I mean, this guy, I absolutely love him. I think he is elite. You know what? I mean, I, I didn't tweet this, but I was thinking it, and I kind of wish I would have said it. I actually wish, and I, I, I don't like this whole thing about seniority. I think you need to look at the player and look at their leadership, even from where they came from. I, I would have liked to have seen Summer wear the armband over Bastoni. Unpopular opinion. I know it's going to be probably going to get me some, some flack, but I think that in terms of leadership, I don't see a leader in Bastoni. I really don't. I don't see a captain material. I never did. I probably never will. Um, Summer has been a captain, and I think that he would have been a better choice. Granted, I understand why he wasn't chosen, but if I was making a decision, I think for this game, I would have made him the captain. Yeah, I think like with Summer, so much of the narrative around Onana's season uh, with Inter last year was the performance in the Champions League, right? Like he was an incredible. Uh, force for us in the Champions League since his debut against Bayern, the 10 saves, and then we saw what he was able to do all throughout the knockout stages. But with Sommer, think about his Champions League campaign so far. Brilliant against Sociedad. That could have been a 3 nothing game um, You know, in Spain. He was brilliant against Sociedad. Clean sheet against Benfica. Salzburg scores a goal that no keeper in the world is going to save at the San Siro. And then today, again, like just just solid, man. There's there's not much more you can say than just solid at the back. Agreed. Yeah. You know, he he could be in for a special year, especially considering what he's doing in Serie A as well. Um, defensively as a whole, this Inter side looks looks pretty on point. Um, so yeah, Sommer did, did great today. Do you want to talk a little bit about Basto? How, how did you think? He's been a player that's come under fire from us uh, for sure for performance recently. Um, He's part of the reason why that ball dribbled through uh, to Simich for that, you know, when Sommer scooped it up in the first half. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I didn't think that this was. You wouldn't put this performance as one of Basto's best in an Inter shirt, but you wouldn't put it as as one of his worst either. Um, but I agree with you. It, it's not like if you look at the performances on the pitch, he didn't comp- He didn't feel like the captain. Yeah, it was another mediocre performance from Bastoni. Um... I'm actually starting to get a little frustrated with him. I was hoping to see a little bit more growth and maturity. Uh, and this could just be an indictment on, on on Italy in general because of the the lack of, of good center backs that are coming through. But I'm just not I'm not loving what I'm seeing defensively. It's almost like he's really taken like two steps back back this year in terms of um, his defending abilities. And it's it's just it's I don't I don't know what else you can do with him. You know, it's like you, your options like where to aren't, take his game. Yeah, and it's like I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I wonder, did we make a mistake not selling him two summers ago to to Spurs for sixty million? I don't know that I'm ready for that conversation with him because when he's on, like he's such. When he's but on, when he, but when he's on, it's offensively. He's on. It's offensively. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I'm talking about as a defender. I'll never. I, there's 
listen, that, that cross he had to, to Lauti that was just saved by the keeper was a perfect cross. It really was. Like, he put it right yeah. where he had to put it. Um, I'll never question his attacking ability, and he was getting up in the play, but I need you to be able to help keep a clean sheet. Sommer is not going to bail you out every time. He's not. He's an older goalkeeper. He's not the tallest. You know, like, you're going to have to outleap a, a forward. You're going to have to outmuscle a forward to keep him from getting clean in on goal, and you're not making those steps forward. And that's my, that's my problem. <clears throat> and, I, I mean, I even said this two years ago when there were the rumors were either Barella, Lauti, or, Bar- or Bastoni were going to go. I was like, Bastoni's the easiest one to let go, man. Like, everyone's like, oh, you can't replace a left-footed center back. Like, I don't care because I, if you're if your left-footed center back is not playing, not able to defend, then what does it matter? You're just talking about a left wing back at that point. So it I makes mean, it makes the BSEC performance that much more important because you know this financial sustainability thing. It doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. And if it's Basto that can secure that bag, well, Ziliakos is buying us. You know, every oh every God, day there's an, every day there's another rumor. So that guy's. Coming off more and more as a clown every time he speaks. Do you but. do you do you get the vibe that I get where I just think we're gonna get in trouble like Juve if he t- if he owns us? I don't. My sense. I, I feel he would uh, do some shady stuff. My thing that I think Interisti needs to realize regarding changes in ownership, like just because you have money does not mean that you are going to be a good owner. It doesn't. We've seen it happen time and time again. And with Suning, they're not great owners because they don't invest in the club. Like they do not provide us with the cash flow we need in order to continue to to make the team better year after year. What's happening with Inter is entirely down to the directors allocating the resources that they have well, selling well sometimes, not every time, Brozovic obviously, but the directors are crucial for keeping Inter afloat competitively. Ziliakos can come in and he can... I, the worst part about what he's doing is mentioning guys like Mbappe and Holland. Stop doing that. Like, we don't... We know that that's not... It's like... I don't even want to bring up the Yankees. But anyway, just stop talking about it and be about it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you come into the club, you're going to have to splash the cash because dropping Mbappe and, and Holland, I don't even want that to be what Inter does. I want Inter to secure deals for players like Samadzic and like young, exciting players like Sesko. You know, like, I don't, we don't need, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we should be doing. I want an owner that has mm. enough money that Sesco. they can invest in youth. They can invest in the top youth and let, you know, guys like Inzaghi uh, develop them. But anyway, a little, obviously a little sidetrack in the conversation. Yeah, Bastoni, um, I think that he has hit his ceiling defensively. And if we end up with him securing the bag and, and having it be Pavard, you know, Devray Acerbi or uh, somebody else brought in and Bisek on the left, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, let's round out the defense, actually, and just talk about Acerbi. Um, Devray came into the game in the second half and I thought once again had like a really, really immense performance where I didn't get the same feeling around Acerbi. Not that he really stood out in a negative way. But for some reason, it feels like Devray is standing out in a really, in a really positive way. We've had this conversation several times already, but where 
do you sit as far as our center center back conversation is going? Who who gets your your starting eleven shirt in let's say you know a knockout game in the Champions League, our, our most important game? It's gotta it's gotta be it's gotta be Debray every time. He's been our most consistent performer. How good Defensively. was he in that second half when he came in? Uh, he was. It, he's just so. He's so smart. He really is. And and like the way he's able to just bring a sense of calmness. The way he's not the quickest. He's not slow, but he's able to just cut down angles, read passes, understand where the forward is going to move to, where he wants to get to, and not allow him to get to that space to be able to prevent goals from happening, crosses being into them, like. He's so good. He really is. And I'm so glad that he's getting back to what made him, I mean, the best defender in Serie A. Um, I'm not saying he's having that same type of performance, but we're seeing that he is being that consistent and that crucial to our our success. And I just feel like he needs to be rewarded with starts every time. I, I think that he, now that Pavard is injured, he should be the only center back who is guaranteed his spot in the back three week in and week out yeah he um yeah i think you make a great point about his positioning like his defensive know-how is really really up there with the best in italy if not the best um in italy like i don't i don't think that there's actually a huge difference between everyone loves bremer but like i see a lot of you know what devry is able to do defensively like i think he might be better than bremer defensively and devry's better on the ball yeah, and he's he's safe on the ball. He's safe on the ball. Um he doesn't give it away. So um yeah, I think uh Bastoni could learn a lot from Devray about about his defensive positioning. Um a vet another Inter veteran that looks like he's actually set to extend his contract to 2025, Matteo Darmian. I thought he was one of the three best players on the pitch for Inter today. Um just really really fucking good really fucking good really solid does everything that you need him to do doesn't fuck up and also defensively like amazing timing uh against a team that you could argue has the tools in order to explode darmian's weaknesses in terms of uh the speed they couldn't get behind him uh and even when they did get behind him he found his way to challenge for the ball and and win it back what did you think of darmian's performance today feeling a little bit better about uh you know pavard being out for the month and a half knowing that we have the veteran italian to um you know to take that spot yeah no he's <laughs> the guy is is so vital and he is so consistent that it's like how did we get you for literally, I mean, what was it, 1.5, 1.2 million euros? Like, what a gift he, he's been. What a consistent performer, a consummate professional. I mean, the guy is just unbelievable. I'm so happy we have him. Another good another good performance. You know, no mistakes, nothing to worry about. Very good on, on, on protecting that right side of the pitch. Um, or left side, if you want to talk about it from an attacking standpoint, whatever. But. Yeah, I I love Darmian. I mean, <laughs> you know what? He's another one that I would much much rather see wear the captain armband than Bastoni because I mean he was captain at Torino before he went to Man U. He's a leader. He really is. And he, but you know what? He's a, he's a quiet leader. Like he doesn't need to be be showy. He doesn't need to be 
boisterous or, or, or doing loud things, but he also will not make any mistakes that will ever cost you a game. And I mean, hey, let's go, uh, let's go, Darmian, Devry, Bisek, sometime. I would love to see that back three, see how that works out. Um, but yeah, no, Darmian is, um, like I said, he's our he's our Swiss Army knife. You could use him in in it for any 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 emergency. Is Marcus Turam your man of the match tonight? Obviously, not able to get on the score sheet, uh, but came pretty close. And also, I don't think you can you can sum up his game with that that 95th minute essentially almost holding the ball by himself for the entirety of the last minute of the game just weaving around players and really strong i think one of the things that i've noticed about him too is that even when he looks like he's losing a challenge his legs are so long that he sticks his foot back in the challenge and somehow continues to uh to get a hold of the ball um he's He's been so good. Like I don't want to jinx it, but he's been so so good. And another top class performance from him today, having to play alongside a geriatric Alexis and having to basically be our only real outlet. Um, another stellar performance from the Frenchman, who's really winning winning over Interisti with these um, these performances on the pitch. This guy's a monster, man. Like. 95th minute, he's still running full speed, blowing past defenders. He's got a, a motor on him that you just can't <laughs> you can't even explain. He is so, so vital to our success. And I mean, <laughs> Lukaku would have lost that ball. Let's be honest. Lukaku yeah. <laughs> would have dribbled himself into pressure. He would have tried to split those two guys and then just kicked it right off a guy's shin at best. And it would have trickled yeah. out of bounds and, and and nothing would have come of it. Like he is, and I'll say it again, his style of play fits Lauti way better than Lukaku does. I understand Lukaku won MVP of the Serie A with him up top, but this version of Lautaro wasn't playing with him. That version of Lautaro was a little bit younger, a little bit less sure of himself, a little bit more. Um, I'd say a mediocre finisher at best. Where this one is is venomous. This one is much more willing to take a shot from anywhere, and he is focused. Really, like it's just a different version of Lauti. And Turam just complements him perfectly. Turam could 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 do all the hard work and get the ball to to Lautaro. He doesn't need to be the one scoring the goals. Now, I'm sure he would like to. And we've seen that he can in the big moments. I mean, look what he did against Milan. Um, look, I mean, he won us the game against Roma as well. Like this guy is is so good. His pace, his power, his his hold up play. I mean, dribbling everything. He is just what a signing. We need to already renew his contract. In my opinion, get yeah, that get that, that release clause. clause out right now because I'm sure teams are just chomping at the bits to spend 95 million on him because and we and you know what with the way he's going in a year or two that could be a steal like 95 million is going to look like 30 million if he keeps this up so you have to <laughs> renew that deal because he is crucial and i want to see him and lauti together for many years to come yeah they when you look at you get two and a half million for each of these champions league wins and everyone wanted to dunk on inter because we paid an eight million commission for turam guess what bitches it's already fucking paid for it's already paid for by you know the fourth stage the fourth round of uh 
of the Champions League and qualifying for uh, the round of 16. So yeah, pay that every every time to get a player of his talent. It's that's that's fine. That's fine. Um, not an overpay whatsoever. And um, yeah, he's he's immense. 26 years old, like just scratching the surface of his his prime years. Um, God, him and Lautaro would you know terrorize. They're both 26 terrorizing uh opponents at the San Siro for years is a site that yeah, I definitely want to see. At least the next 5 to 7 years they could be terrorizing it together, you know? Like way better than same. Lukaku and Lautaro's partnership which was only, you know, a couple years here. Um okay, let's talk Lauti. What are your thoughts when he is standing over the ball in the 80 uh third 85th minute, 5 minutes to go when he's standing over the ball for the penalty? given what we've seen in the past. This year's different. I'm really not worried with him. I'm not. Last year, I was. Um, Last year, I wanted Lukaku to be the one taking the penalties, but Lautaro is a man on a mission right now. And I think he, he may not say it or voice it, I think he is a good a good captain in that sense. I I, I think he wants to break Higuain's record. I really do. And I think that he is on a new level of confidence in himself. I think he's being those things are being reinforced by not only the the his teammates, his coaches, management, but I think even like the the other people around him. I mean, look, I mean, Messi's Messi's thanking him in his Ballon d'Or speech. You know, you got Diego Milito you know, encouraging him and, and saying he can be better than him. Um, the guy's just hearing all the things. And I think when you hear it that much, you start to believe it and you start to believe in yourself more. And uh, um, listen, look, look at um the movie Moneyball where they're talking about, uh, you know, when you have a hot girlfriend, that means you're confident. Well, he's got a gorgeous wife, man. <laughs> Christina's a, unreal. So, I mean, the guy's, uh, I'm sure that, I'm sure the guy is like on cloud nine in terms of confidence. So um, I I think he can do the record as well. I really do. Now, if he doesn't, I'm not going to be disappointed because he's still exceeding. I mean, he's already nine off of his best season and he's only 11 games in. 13 so, goals in 14 competitive matches this year. 13 yeah. goals. I mean, that's that, that's ridiculous. Those are ridiculous numbers. Potter. So. No, yeah, you, you really can't. And I um I hope that he can continue this pace, you know, that we can avoid that little five, six game stretch or, or lull that, that that can happen. But it can happen to any striker. Like it, it you know, yeah. we, we, we highlight it because it's Lautaro and we're fans and we see it. But it, it could happen to I mean, Holland's not doing great right now, you know. Other strikers in the world are not doing it. Lewa's not doing what he you know, I mean, granted he's older, but there these things can happen. Right. Yeah. So it's just how you recover and how, how you how you grow from it. And I feel like there's a different level of maturity in him. He, I think he's just hitting or he's on his. I don't think he's hit his peak yet, but he's on his way to hit his peak. And my goodness, that's going to be scary for the rest of Serie A because it could be it could <laughs> it could be a struggle for other teams to keep up. Yeah, could have could have made it 14 and 14. Um, had a breakaway that he just didn't. He didn't play it correctly. He should have taken one more touch and slotted it past the keeper, but we're not going to break his balls for that. Um, DiMarco comes in for three minutes. Could have had 15 if you include the header. Oh, the you know, header. Like that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just a fantastic fingertip save that, you know, I mean, 
we thought it hit the post. I mean, it did hit the post, but we thought he hit the post. Whereas if the goalkeeper doesn't make that reactionary save, we, you know, we're up one nil. Could have had a hat trick in a 25 minute cameo. Um, DiMarco comes on for, you know, the last seven minutes or so, um, does, does what he needs to do. Nothing really to say about his performance, but Barella, the other midfielder that played today, the team looked much better when he came on. I mean, much better. And he looks, he looks to be close. He looks to be close, not back, but very, very close. Um, he's, he's close right now. Yeah, he's close. He's not. He's, he's not. He's not. He's not close. He's close. I thought he. Um, yeah, the team just looks better when he's in it. The team looked much better once it was Lautaro, Barella, Turam. Like they Shocking. really just. Yeah, your best players, and then Marquisio's in the post game saying, you know, this Inter doesn't look as good when their best players aren't playing. Like fucking, of course, no shit. Like, what do you mean? That's every team in the world. You take the three best players, like. Of course they're going to play better while they're all on the pitch together. Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Obviously salty because the Inter fans let him hear it. And the people on Twitter yeah. that are like, look at this. This is disgraceful. It's like, what are you talking about? This is the rivalry. It's the same shit if fucking, uh, you know, Milito was commenting on one of your... Sorry, you're not even in Conference League this year, but was commenting on one of your European performances. They'd be giving him the same shit. Uh, enough. Yeah, enough. It happens It happens in every sport. You know, like... Uh, I went to you know the Islanders against Toronto game when John Tavares made his first game back. He heard it all game. You know, like it, it happens. Do I think like it's the best thing? No, but like I, it does. It, it also doesn't bother me. Like, listen, I was booing. I was booing Tavares. I was letting him hear it. So I don't know. People are just we're just soft. Yeah, yeah. So that is the team and their performance today. We uh we qualify, which is what we wanted with two rounds to spare. Um, more than can be said for the other Italian teams in in Europe right now. So, um, really really happy. We are on a, a hot. Hey, streak. did you know? Did you know Napoli started the 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 Champions thing? Like yelling that in the stadium. Did you know that? I I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't did you know? Even did, did you know they started? I know that? they. Oh, I know man, they do that's it so crazy. Best. I know they do Napoli, it the best. Napoli I didn't know are they the started. trendsetters. They're the not. They're the trendsetters of Serie A. Yeah, you, I, you mean tip the cap to Milan for their performance against PSG uh, yesterday. Napoli and Lazio getting the win against Feyenoord, but um, Napoli with a one nothing win, a one nothing lead over a team in Union Berlin that I think is it like they haven't picked up a result in they like seven straight or eight straight? In 12, 12 matches. That's. Oh, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't. No, they haven't gotten a, a point. Yeah, a point in twelve matches. Yeah, listen, I don't want to say too much because we're playing them very soon. But um, yeah, Inter <laughs> right now. Yo, we own Rudy Garcia. I'll talk all I want, man. We own Rudy Garcia. Just look look uh, at his numbers with Roma when we played. We own them. He could take a one nil lead, and we will drop three on his head. Like, I ain't worried about it. And no Osiman. Yeah, and yeah. this match does this match that we played today does affect uh, both the away leg away uh, games through Napoli and Juventus because sandwich in between that, and I, I don't want Inter to completely take the foot off the gas because I do want to but play Sociedad. I, I agree, could. but they could. <laughs> they could. They could and literally I want, start. I would, I would honestly, you could start the whole Primavera team against Benfica. I want to beat Napoli and Juve so badly. 
so badly. Like, Juve is playing the most disgusting style of football, and nobody can get a point off them. And and Juve fans hate it. Whereas, you know what? Like, I mean, three points. You're getting three points. Like, stop complaining. That's how I look at it. But it is disgusting to watch. Like, it really, like, these... Yeah. these bro, I, think, not, I, I think there's a very good chance that we do say fuck are, it are, to... Are you worried about either team, group. though? I'm more worried, like, worried in terms of... I, I don't think either team is as good as Inter, but I am always you know, on edge for a game against Juventus, not necessarily because their team has the quality to beat us, but more so for two factors. One, Maresca is probably resting. Oh, exactly. (laughs) No, no, no. That's what I was going to say. The second thing one is like Allegri can, you know, implement a style that leaves you with 90% possession and, you know, unable to score. Although I don't think that that's as big of a deal as when it comes to Inter Juventus, expect the referee to be a topic of conversation and i you know i'm never gonna say oh we're gonna f- destroy juve because it's sometimes it gets the feeling that you're playing 12 versus 11 uh with uh the guy on the pitch wearing yellow so yeah i don't want to i don't want to talk too much until we can we can overcome uh whatever that looks like but I do agree with you that there the chances that there's significant rotation in Benfica and you just say fuck it to first place in the group because you you know you've had, no one else has been able to to take down Juve this year so and we need I, to be I the ones to do it. Since it's already guaranteed, I honestly think it's more important to get the three points against one of both of those opponents more so than getting first place. I mean, yes, it would be a nice get because we haven't done it since 2008. But I want I want to be both those teams so badly and i want to i want a napoli thrashing like i want a, i want like a four nil win against napoli like Mere is trash i i think their whole i think their whole midfield is is not the same way because spalletti made loborca and i think loborca is looking like kuzmanovic with rudy garcia Oof, that is and and their defense and their defense is just like I, it just does nothing for me. Like there's nobody, this guy Nathan or Nathan, whatever you want to call him, it, oh God. <laughs> get yeah. out of here. Just slap him back to the bench because give me Juan Jesus and let Lauti just embarrass him a few times. Like I, I, I and and then Juve. Well, we're gonna do a pre a preview of the Juve match. We're gonna do a preview. We already have two Juventini who are gonna come on and try to defend their themselves. AJC. Now nah, it's gonna be uh that Guess loser that loser Chiesa enjoyer and uh and Nicholas Nicholas oh, Calcio from the Calcio guys. So nice. Um so um but to your point of Interisi should feel okay with uh sacrificing first place in the Champions League group, you spent the entire summer saying that your objective was the second star, right? Like I have confidence in Inter, you know, in a two-leg match against the best that Europe has to offer. You know, we saw what we were able to do, even if it's City, right? And, you know, obviously you want to go far in the Champions League. It's good for revenues. But you said that the objective was the second star. And um, these Napoli and Juventus games coming early in the season here, they're both away legs. You can put yourself with some distance over those teams. And knowing that when you play them again, you're playing them at the San Siro. So important to pick up the points there, like against Benfica. You know what? 
you start Klassen and Sensi in the midfield against Benfica, you just might beat them. They're not yeah, fucking you, you, good. You, you could start Aldero in that that game. Like <laughs> they're not good. Just just rest everybody if you want. I'm I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, they're not good. Benfica is not good. The fact that we even, they even made it to the the quarterfinals is congrats, man. But you didn't even deserve to be there. Even a though midfield, people say Inter, a midfield of Klassen, Sensi, and Filip Stankovic. Does that beat Benfica? I think it you might. Mean, you, you mean Alexander Stankovic? Alexander Stankovic, sorry. Alexander. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe if you throw Philippe in, maybe the same thing would work out. Why not? Ben, Why not? Yeah, ben, with the way they just got cooked. And listen, Sociedad is a great team. They really are. They, they, are, play they really a, are. Yeah. They play a beautiful style of football. Like, I can watch them all the time. Like, honestly, I'm, I might start watching their La Liga matches. Like, I don't care. Listen, we, Bellingham's Bellingham. I don't like Barca. Yeah. I might start paying more attention to Sociedad, even though like I did last year. But I feel like now, like watching them in the Champions League, it's like you are. Fun. They're they're really good. Like Kubo is becoming a a really serious player. Bryce Mendez in the middle and Zubi Mendy, yep. like those are really fucking good players. It's like really really good players. Um, and I actually think that in the round of 16, I think someone is going to be really surprised by Sociedad. I think they're going to the quarterfinals. Uh, you know, I think people are you know, sleeping on them you know a little what? bit. I hope, I hope we get first, they get second, and they get PSG. Because I think they would be PSG. I, I'm positive they would be PSG. Positive. Like I, re- I, think, I really think that their style of play, PSG could not be able to keep up. If, if Milan, with that boring brand, can beat them... Sociedad could beat them no problem. They have they have one of the best systems um, mm-hmm. in in Europe, without a doubt, hundred percent. I think if, if he wasn't from Sociedad, um, the manager I'm saying, I think that some team would be trying to snatch him up. But he's he's staying there. So. Yeah, he, I mean they they have a certain way of getting players to the academy. He was with the academy for a long time as their coach. So yeah. There's good feelings there. In terms of this group, now that we know confirmed who's coming out of it, reflecting back to the day when the group was drawn, are you surprised with how it's played out? I think for me, the one surprise, I knew, I thought Salzburg was going to be tough. For me, the one surprise um, is how easy it's easy Benfica has been to to defeat like they they rolled over this campaign not not really i don't think i'm surprised only because they sold so many key players from their last team to be honest like it's yes i'd say it's surprising how yes how easy it is but maybe not surprising that it's happening because of what they lost i i knew that it would be inter and sociedad from the beginning and i thought salzburg would have been my dark horse to be honest just because they are such a tough team to play um but and they I did never... give Inter trouble over two legs. It's not, yeah, it's not like they we Listen, blew them away. They they gave up two, I mean, bad penalties. And if they didn't, they draw one and they... Well, actually, they draw to both games, really. We won both games because of bad penalties that they made or committed. So, um, Lucas Suchic, you know Omar Salet, uh, Rocco Simic, Konate... Those are all players that are going to be factors for big European teams down the line in their careers. Oh, yeah. Um, they're a good team. The, we're going to see Sulet probably go to, I mean, with the way everything goes, he's probably going to go off to Leipzig. You know, Konate uh, is probably going to end up in PSG, Marseille, Lyon, something in the French League. You know, like these guys are going to end up at, at, at big clubs that are 
still performing in the Champions League, and they're going to be able to to have an impact at, at those those places. So, so yeah, um, Inter goes through. The order of uh, the group is still yet to be determined, um, but we secure some some cash in the bank as well as qualification to the best sixteen in Europe, which was one of the goals. Uh, on to it's Frosinone next, right? Look at this fixture list. Yeah, it's Frosinone at home on Sunday. Um, that's a two forty-five Eastern game. So um, two forty-five. Yeah, yeah. Late, late put game. at like nine a.m. Like yeah, nobody, you can nobody wants to roll that at six. We saw, you know, yeah. the uh, the Empoli game at six. Like you could, you could do the same thing with that. I hope Frosinone is dangerous, but. Um, you know, I'm hoping that we do see some of these other squad players uh, get some minutes. Like, I do want to see Sensi. I do want to see what what Sensi looks like right now. I, like, I'm curious. I'm just curious. I'd like to see some Sensi, especially since I just got his autograph card right now. So, ooh, don't give that one away. You got to hold on to that. That's going to be a yo, I got that for two <laughs> mo- for, yo for two bucks, man. I couldn't turn that that deal down. No way. Alrighty. <laughs> Um, thanks for sticking with us, guys. Uh, Inter with the victory today. Perfect start since the international break ended. Um, we're on to the next one. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi. Yeah!